Are we live? We are live. Oh. Yes. Let's go. CEO Jin. Let's do this. Do it. Do it. I'm ready. Welcome, friends. Welcome to another episode of Life is Skate Talk. I'll be your introductory host, Mr. Sawyer. <laughs> <laughs> We love skateboarding. We love life. We thought we would talk about it and share what we have to say with the world. Life is skate talk. No pros, no sponsors, just three aging skaters desperately clinging to their youth. Episode eight. Here we go. Let's go. Trying to do some, some personal intros real quick. Oh, true. I'm Sawyer, skateboard attorney guy. <laughs> <laughs> Jin, software guy. Been skating for 20 plus years. I think just one thing that I thought of this morning was we've known each other for a long time and I don't think we actually have met up in the past 10 years, right? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, I think you're right. Yeah. I, I know you guys have met up, but just for me, right? I mean, yeah, family even, I mean, and geographic Gary. locations and so on. Yeah. yeah. I've seen Gary when I went down to New York. Jin, I guess it was... Plus years, right? Yeah. 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 I just weddings. thought about that. I was thinking, wow. <laughs> it's kind of... Yeah. Yeah, it feels weird nice. because we see each other here on right we're in touch all the time and we've been in touch actually... yeah. yeah yeah i remember yeah. being bummed not being able to go to your wedding but gary made it out right mm. yeah nice. i saw gary a few times i also met up with him in new york when i had a business trip going there but yeah so... i digress <laughs> kind of nuts all right we're, so, we're starting off with all the happy stories eh? yeah man the <laughs> here's to here's to the vaccine and pandemic being over so global travel can resume yeah no and then doubt. we can have real life friendship but <laughs> i think we said this before but the digital meetups you know every other week now are uh are as good as any so really happy that we're doing it likewise i agree i'm john 38 year old teacher and how's this for a depressing thought i realized the other day that i've been skateboarding since Nigel Houston was two years old and he is infinitely better than I will ever be. So, <laughs> you know what we should actually keep going? Cause your intros last time you said when you started skating, swishy pants were in for the first time. And now it's like Nigel was two. You should make this a recurring thing. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of cool to see like, you know, benchmark where you are at or yeah, where yeah. things are. And it's like, hmm. yeah. well, yeah. another thing that just reminds me, I, I read in, interview with uh flo mirtan about his latest part and they brought up the fact that menik maddie was what like 20 years old now that video mm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow wow you Remember know it, like I, yesterday I this, yeah. yeah i have this thing where like when i hear the year 2000 that still feels like the future to me yeah like growing up like i just the year 2000 was the future yeah. And I don't know. It's crazy to think that it's over 20 years ago now. The Manic Maddie thing is pretty crazy too, because Rodrigo TX is still skating and he's still yeah. killing it. So, yeah. you know, one of my faves. And I mean, his pop and style is as good as ever. Yeah. Yeah. He's had like yeah. a resurgence. Not missing right? a beat. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to floss my kids' teeth here. Nice. Yeah. Double, double duty. That's impressive. If only the video was showing. <laughs> I was just going to say, if only we had a video podcast. 
Yeah, Let's see this in action here. Is dental hygiene also covered by insurance in Canada? No. no. When I was a so when I was a teenager, we like we had no money, and my dad was unemployed for like a long stretch of that. So the dentist became such a luxury to me. And like now that I have coverage and I can go regularly and, and stuff like that, because I like I have coverage through work. I just I feel it's, it's like it's like a treat every time I go to the dentist. <laughs> So yeah, know. it's covered by my work insurance, but I think ordinarily it's not covered by uh, no yeah. regular like OHIP or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Do you want me to to start? Should I start moderating? Start? Moderate away, Mr. John. <laughs> Put moderate. us on track. Right. What do we have today? All right, so we're going to talk about what skateboarding actually is, or at least what it might be. Before we get there, we got <laughs> so, so I, I took the would you rather today. It's a bit of a self-serving one, I guess. But um, here's the would you rather for today. Would you rather skate a flat bar or a flat bank? Hmm. Wait, what's a flat bank? Ground? Oh, just like a bank. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like, a bank maybe, that is flat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, That's not a quarter just, pipe. So no, maybe, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly. Curved, I got it. I got no, it. Yeah. No transition. Just, just my, my bad. My bad. Yeah. yeah no, no, no. <laughs> I, I started questioning myself because growing up, like we always called them flat banks. But then I was like, wait, maybe that's not like a real thing <laughs> but it, it probably is i'm just out of it um yeah. i i go for bar this is jay yeah. i go for the bar just because i can probably do more tricks <laughs> and and the fact of, that you can grind and slide and so on i mean that's i get more enjoyment out of that whole grinding aspect right so, yeah i'd put the flat bar on a bank <laughs> do some that's cheating day one song day style. one stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but if it was on flat ground yeah i'd i'd uh pick flat bar yeah any any reason just what you like i think well the flat bar whether it's flat or if it's round bar like a round flat bar i would still pick flat bar i think variation of tricks and yeah something about 50 15 that feels mm. really nice and 5 0 like a, a bar yeah the sound yeah. is nice and <laughs> sounds important yeah. i guess another <laughs> aspect that sort of feeds into that for me at least is I don't really enjoy flat ground that much. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that probably feeds into my answer too. It's funny because um, when I was thinking about it, when I first came up, like uh, my favorite thing to skate is probably a ledge. Like I similar to what you guys are saying, like I like the feeling of sliding and grinding and, and like those are satisfying tricks to learn for me and things like that. And mm. I'm, I'm not particularly good at like flip tricks or, or flat ground tricks and stuff, but when I think about what I like to watch, I think I'd go flat bank if I could get good. Like if I could, and, and I just like, maybe it's like something like a hangover from the nineties or something like that. But I just love the way it looks to when people like go up and pop a nice trick on a flat you know, bank and come you know back down. looks and, really good on those banks when people do either a half cab flip or yeah. a nolly frontside kick flip, because it's popped from the, it almost looks like it, elevates more and they catch right right and when it rotates down that looks yeah it yeah. looks really good looks really really and there's, good. i don't know there's something just really sick about it to me and i i don't know like i can't really put my finger on it but and i've got a couple like like not good tricks but like like i can like pop shove fakie or french shove fakie and stuff like that and like they feel really good on a flat bank it just it feels like more of a trick somehow and i there's something about it i just love the way it look it looks it just feels like a classic kind of skate thing to me so i'm gonna i'm gonna go flat bank have right. you guys seen uh chico mm. Rene's? so he skates these random shaped decks i think just for fun like for shits and giggles or whatever and there was one the latest one yeah 
He's skinning this that. two by four. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> With yeah, grip tape put, on the top, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's a, a bank, flat bank. Yeah. And he does a 360 flip <laughs> on a bank. It's just, it looks amazing. Like it's all yes, controlled yeah. and everything. It's like, wow, this is. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, anyways, John, you should check it out. It's. Yeah. I'll have a look into that. I'm going to find, I'm going to, I don't know. I'm going to start scouring the internet for like a compilation of <laughs> awesome flat bank tricks or something. But. I guess we should get to it, eh? So the tentative title for this episode is From Dogtown to Street League. So we're trying to figure out what skateboarding actually is and how it can occupy spaces that are so vastly different, right? Um, how it can be different things for different people and all that stuff. Um, and so as we're thinking about it, some of the stuff that kind of came to mind was that um, like skateboarding appeals to different people for different reasons, right? And we see a really like basically a cross section of society at large within skating itself. So we've got everything from athletes to artists to sort of free thinkers to conformists and sort of everything in between is represented to some degree in skating. And because skateboarding is kind of, it has roots in this kind of uh, counterculture sort of scene. I think it has a problem that's kind of inherent to all subcultures and countercultures in that it seeks to define itself by what it is not. So this leaves us with kind of a, um, it leaves us lacking in terms of a conceptual base for what we actually do, or at least a shared language to talk about the thing that we do and to understand what skateboarding itself actually is. So with that in mind, we're going to explore a couple of, I guess, common explanations or common parts of the discussion around what skateboarding is. And we're going to start off with the idea that skateboarding is a sport. Sorry, am I like talking too much? Like, do you guys want to jump in? I'm ready for the lecture. Go for it, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, very... That's what I mean. Like, this is, like... this is academic and intellectual, but I, I think. <laughs> is it okay? Like, uh, yeah, like, I don't that's fine. To... That's fine. Okay. okay. I'll keep going then. <laughs> um, so there, there is undeniably an athletic component to skateboarding, but is that enough to make it a sport? In your view, what qualities does skateboarding share with sport and in what ways is it different? And I think, Jin, if you want to go ahead, since you dropped these in, I think it, it would be kind of a, a good idea to go over the definition of sport before we get too far into yeah. the conversation. Yeah, because when we do talk about sport, I think maybe if we're all on the same starting point in terms of what it is, just based on some search engine searches <laughs> around this word. <laughs> the definition is an activity involving physical exertion and skill in which an individual or team competes against another or others for entertainment. So that's the definition I found there. So, All right. so what, do you, what do you guys, yeah. What do you guys see as some of the shared qualities there or, or things that are different? Like what, what do you guys make of it all? I think for me, when I first thought about it, it was very simple or straightforward to me. Actually, two things came to mind. One, skateboarding is fun. I yeah. always associate it with fun. And so to me, it's a very childlike, innocent concept. And obviously, you know, everything you touched on, we can definitely get more into it, more academic. The other thing, which is funny, like what skateboarding is not, skateboarding is not a crime. Remember those t-shirts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in terms of talking about what it's not, 
When I got thinking about it a bit more, though, this concept that I, I kept going back to was that skateboarding definitely can be a sport because there's everything that makes it fit into a sport, right? But what I'm uncomfortable with is the category of labeling it as a sport because when I think of sport, I associate it with the NBA and the NFL, right? And the NHL, like organized professional sports. Now, right, right. I suppose if you're playing with a yo-yo or if you play a video game as a hobby or a pastime, right? That could be considered a sport. So with video games, for example, you know, e-sport, like there's that competitive element to it. Right, right. But when you're looking at the competitive element for skateboarding, it's almost purposefully lacking. I mean, it's definitely there when you talk about street league and when you talk about the Olympics, right? Where you're almost making it fit into a structure where you're giving it points and you're trying to quantify it. But when I try and think about what got me into skateboarding, and we touched on this before, those were some of the elements that I tried to stay away from, which is why I got into skateboarding as a teenager, right? right. The whole yeah. jog yeah. aspect. So, you know, it's like skateboarding by definition can be a sport. Yes. Is it defined or should it be defined as a sport first? For me, no. Like, hell yeah. no. And when we treat it as a sport, sure. You know, sporting equipment, parents driving kids to the skate park. Again, a lot of elements that, I'm, that I don't like. So, yeah, it still comes down to, for me, fun. And yeah. give me my curb. Like, I don't want a prescriptive <laughs> formulaic, you know, a kickflip is worth nine points. And it's like, screw that. That's, <laughs> that doesn't mean, it, doesn't mean a damn thing to me. Yeah. yeah. I guess the biggest point there is, is the competition aspect even within the definition of sport itself, because they talk about like individual or team competes against another. So mm-hmm. from that perspective, and I also wanted to mention that too, but I didn't really start skateboarding to compete with other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. So from that aspect, maybe it's not entirely a sport, but definitely requires that like athletic ability around skill and so on. And just being able to have that stamina to be able to skate around the city all day and push around and so on. Uh, but one thing that comes up a lot in terms of like categorizing skateboarding sometimes is uh, it's a toy, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's how it really connects to the fun aspect. So we're middle-aged men playing with a toy and just enjoying ourselves, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know that's like my only maybe a certain pie of people who call themselves skateboarders who may think that way um, because I definitely do understand that perspective of things being competitive now Yeah, as society probably sees it more as a sport and they probably will see it more as a sport with the Olympics coming in and so on. So there's that whole competitive aspect and I guess street league too. I mean, the second you have what first place, second place, third place and what different prize monies for that, then yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no doubt. But with all that said, just thinking about it now, history-wise, where, where did skateboarding, what, what, it was pretty close to being a sport already, you know? And maybe it diverged. Is that a correct Yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. Like, I think, like, very, I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I, I don't, I'm not, like, I don't have a great knowledge base for this. But I, I think you're right, though. Like, I think it kind of sprouted up and very quickly became, like, a, like a national contest circuit kind of thing with right? like yeah. freestyle competitions and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't know, like, I don't know the dates, I don't know the history, so I don't know exactly how close to like the beginning that happened, but I, I feel like you're right. I feel like it was pretty early. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
which, yeah, I was going to say <laughs> that, that kind of uh, goes against what I was just going to say. But <laughs> what, what I was going to say was that, um, like, to me anyway, it feels like the competitive element of skateboarding is always something external that's being imposed on it. So, like, in terms of, like, contests, you've got, like, that competitive sport aspect where you're, you're getting first place, second place, whatever. And like certain moves or tricks are worth certain amounts of money and, or um, sorry, certain amounts of points and, and whatever. And then it all gets quantified. And, and then like, there's also like the capitalist competition, right. Where yeah. like the, like what we saw through like the late nineties, early two thousands with the, like the stair counting and the, you know, the, the crazy tech combos and like just that idea that like, that there's the elite skaters who do the best tricks because they do them the biggest or the longest or whatever and and like i feel like that comes from marketing and trying to like sell a certain product right i feel like those things are separate from the actual act of skateboarding itself but then yeah like you said like they they've been pretty closely intertwined since the beginning right so i would be curious like i i just thinking about the olympics too i'd be curious to know how figure skaters look at their craft and what they do because that's like to me that's the sort of closest thing in terms of like Mm -hmm. a a sport that resembles skateboarding because like it's athletic right there's like you you do i guess tricks i guess you could call them or whatever but it's also about like style and choreography and like these other aspects that are not really like they make them competitive but they're not competitive by necessity right so I think that's a really good one. And something that I had on my mind that I wanted to mention at this point too, was uh, in Paris, breakdancing, or as they call it, breaking, is going to be an Olympic sport as well. Oh, really? So, yeah. So from yeah. that perspective, I, I thought there's a lot of, par- maybe a lot of parallels in terms of like what breakdancing represents and what I, I know absolutely nothing about it. So it's not a place where I can talk too much about, but I feel like, you know, it was like some kind of subculture, you know, yeah. it, it grew out and became really popular. And now it's like really competitive and now finally a sport. So maybe it's like going through the same kind of evolution process. Right, right. As for skateboarding. So just based on that, like, I, I would also be interested in hearing what they have to say. Yeah. And just being an outsider and looking at breaking from that perspective, I'm thinking like, oh, yeah, why not? So maybe other people, yeah. when they look at skateboarding, they're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, next yeah. episode, we got to get an interview with a figure skater and a breaker. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, didn't we have sort of an unofficial member of our crew? I think, Jen, one of your friends yeah, yeah. from John, yeah. he was really into break. Like, he skated with us on a few sessions. And then mm-hmm. uh, I remember he got really into yeah. break dancing. And- yeah, the last, mm-hmm. last time I remember skating with him, he was talking about like a, like a contest or a competition that he was in. So, yeah. yeah, he really got into it. Yeah. So I guess... I, I don't know where we're, where I'm trying to go with this, but yeah, sorry, I don't know where I'm going with this. Well, first, so we got we, we got on our FBI list, right? We got to find Peter Patipko, which I think we did, and now we've got to find yeah. Breaker John to get him back into yeah, it, yeah. get him to contribute. To season it. season finale will just be like a roundtable with all the people we've mentioned throughout. The- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's partly having to do with our innate human nature to want to quantify and score things and assess and evaluate, you know, I, uh, no matter how creative something is. Yeah. 
And is that is that human nature or is that capitalist conditioning though? That's, uh, you that's know what? My... It's it's but... it's funny. I th- I think it's human nature because when we look at things, there are patterns, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think there's that innate curiosity about our world, about the universe, and where we see, you know, trying to capture what's order from chaos, you know, what's yeah. what's random and what's not, trying to find meaning where there's not, or the opposite, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. there's, but I think there's an inherent danger when you have something that means more to us and people that grew up with it, that to have, you know, to view it strictly through the lens now of a sport and have it sanctioned as such (laughs) for the rest of society who are A, not familiar with it and B, maybe don't Mm. care as much as we do. There's going to be, you know, it could get, get definitely get misconstrued, misconceived and yeah. Yeah. You know, put us in this, other generalized bucket of you know hey that's what skateboarding is it's like actually no it's actually not that yeah so you know (laughs) i don't know should we should we use that as as a segue into the next question then um because it sounds like we're all kind of in the same place where we definitely see elements of sport reflected in skateboarding but don't feel like that's really a, a satisfactory label right Yeah, and like the other big one um, that that comes up a lot is, and I would say mostly amongst skaters rather than non-skaters, is that skateboarding is an art form, right? And again, we like there are a lot of parallels between art and skateboarding. And and Jen, if you don't mind, I'll get you to go over the, the definition of that one again for us in, in just a second. But um, yeah, uh, like there are a lot of parallels between art and skateboarding too. So I'm curious to know again, like what you guys think are the similarities, the differences, is art a satisfactory label for you guys for, for what we do on a skateboard? So definition of art then, just before we get into it, the expression or application of human creative skill and imagination, typically in a visual form, such as painting or sculpture, producing works to be appreciated primarily for their beauty or emotional power. Maybe I don't understand English so well, but what, once I looked at the <laughs> definition, I was thinking, oh, I didn't know what art was. <laughs> <laughs> I think it comes down to that last sentence or phrase appreciated, right? Primarily for their beauty, emotional power. And that kind of feeds back into the sport, you know, aspect. And maybe I'll change my mind. Maybe I'll, maybe for sake of argument, you know, playing devil's advocate or just to be contrary, like, yeah. What, so if, if skateboarding was a sport, there's an argument, I guess, to say you're trying to find value right? You're trying to find what does it mean to be good? So it's a little bit less so for art, but let's say, you know, there's good art and there's bad art. And what determines good art? Well, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. But yeah, if the majority of people think this is good art, then I guess it's good art. So if the majority of people are going to say that, okay, well, when you do a kickflip nicely and clean and not sloppy, that's going to be worth, you know, 9.5 points, then I guess it's going to be worth 9.5 points. Are we faulting people for trying to assess or give a value to something 
And maybe it's their way of understanding it. I'm just yeah. going to randomly talk. I, I don't really have yeah. anything to summarize <laughs> in my mind, but like even art too, at points, you know, it, it's, it doesn't have value, but sometimes after the artist dies or whatever, and they find all these pieces and they're like, oh, amazing. And then what, these pieces of art are so expensive. So they, mm. it's not a competition, but they give value. But it is kind of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I guess one piece can be more valuable in terms of monetary value around something compared to another piece, which mm-hmm. for that perspective too, like what, so beauty and emotional power can be monetized to some aspect. Right, right. So from that perspective, like with keeping art into mind too, I, I don't even feel like it is art. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. art is art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess it is performance art to some extent, but if you think about street league, you know, being a sport and people coming to sort of pay to look at that, but then that's more like a sport as well, right? Like organized sport. Right. So that, for me, the, the line of art and sport for skateboarding is still not too yeah. clear for me, unless you guys can enlighten I, me. Further. I think it's, <laughs> for me, it's more art than sport if I were to choose between the two. But Jin, you brought up a really interesting comment about skating being a toy. And so... I'll share a bit of a story. Well, I guess it's, there was a comment similar to what Jin was saying, reflected on a slap forum post in response to the whole Kenny Anderson abuse, assault, violence against women issue that I went down the whole rabbit hole of reading through, I don't know how many pages of comments on, but it's another topic. But one of the people, I don't know if it's a guy or a girl or whomever, right? Posted and said that, I'm paraphrasing here, but those who ride skateboards are just people who play with a toy and glorified for doing so. And again, it's out of context, right? I mean, the the point of the post was to illustrate that I think the intent was to delineate between what an artist does and the value that's in the art versus what a skateboarder does. And I think how it was written, it was like the skateboarder is just playing with a toy and that's what they're getting paid for, somewhat to diminish the value of it. But again, that's kind of the tone of what that person was saying. And that that post also did say though, that the people that are taking photos of the skateboarder and video and sort of documenting it, that is art. So it was interesting how right, that right. came out in that post. But my immediate reaction when reading that was kind of on the defensive. Like to me, skateboarding is expression and expression is a form of art. So the act of doing it, the style associated with it. Yeah, I would say it's art, mm-hmm. but... I completely agree with what Jin is saying. Like, and then it makes you question, right? Well, what is, you know, what does it all mean? And is it that much different when we're talking about value, right? So, I mean, for the record, again, it's not, I, I, I think skateboarding can be a sport. Obviously we, you know, what we just went through, it's not first and foremost a sport, but it might not be first and foremost an art either. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. Right. for it being a toy though, mm. does it not legitimize or delegitimize like how, that like the artful nature of, of what it is. The forum poster seems to say that, yeah, it's, it, you know, because it's a toy, it kind of delegitimizes it. But, and that's what I, I think I was reacting to that, that, you know, on the automatically going on the defensive, well, the mastery, think- the artistry, the precision of the flick and the, you know, the quote unquote canvas that you work on, the free flowing nature of even pushing down the street. That's pretty artful to me. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Well, and like, I, I'm going to throw like a bunch of stuff together because I've got like I don't know, different thoughts kind of floating around yeah, yeah, in my yeah. head right now. But, but to the toy thing, like we also, we give our kids art supplies. 
um, like we give them toys too, right? Like we, mm-hmm. we give them these things and we're like, okay, like go at it, like create. And, and um, so, yeah, to me, like the fact that it's a toy doesn't necessarily take any artistry out of it. Right. So there's, mm-hmm. there's like, there's that piece. I also look at it and I think like when I'm thinking of sport and art, when you look at like the history of a sport over a long period of time, what you see is essentially like people perfecting it, right? Like people getting better and better and better and better at doing the same thing. So like in baseball, like home run records get broken and like ERA records get broken and whatever, because people just get better and better at doing what they're doing. Skateboarding isn't really like that. Skateboarding is more like art to me in that the sort of trends and fads and the, the ways that skaters are judged shift over time according to whatever the kind of, Mm. I don't know, cultural or institutional landscape is at the time. So it's almost like, like I was thinking about this, like the the institutional theory of art is, is essentially, and if you guys know better than me, please correct me because I'm like an, a total amateur about this stuff. But, but the institutional theory of art, as I understand it is basically like whoever is in a position of power, like the, the museum curators or the gallery owners or the art dealers like they determine what counts as art and what value gets assigned to different kinds of art. And that's sort of how different artistic movements gather support and steam over time, right? So at one point, like you, I don't know, like you have changes in the art world where, where, um, you know, like, I, I don't know, I can't, I can't, I don't know enough about this stuff to start throwing things out, but basically like, um, different types of art get popular at different times because they're supported by the art institutions. And it's not that they're better or that the artists are more skilled. It's just what's being supported by the, the industry, right? And that's kind of how skateboarding is to me. Like if you look at skateboarding today versus skateboarding when we started in like the, the 90s and early 2000s, you could argue that the skaters of the, the, the pros of the 90s and, and 2000s were more skilled than a lot of skaters who are getting a lot of shine today, right? Because what they did was bigger or what they did was more technically impressive or whatever. But that type of skating has kind of gone out of fashion. So now we have another movement where, you know, a different type of skating is being valued and being propped up by the skate industry. And, um, it happens to be a kind of skating I like better. So I'm really happy about that, but it's, it's arbitrary, right? It's not like, it's not like, I don't know, like when I think about sports, I think about that incremental improvement and that, that like level of excellence kind of constantly being bumped up. And it's, it's not like that in skating. It's just different waves of different trends and different fads and different styles. And um, those things come and go with the way that they're marketed and, and presented to the consumer base right so in that way it kind of it, like the structure of it all re- resembles art more to me than it does sport but i, I don't know if that's entirely like if, if that explains all of it like mm. i don't know and, and what you guys were saying too like about the the skater as artist like one of the things that stood out to me in, in the definition that you presented was the the part about producing works to be appreciated and i don't know like if you take skating as like skater as the artist, then like, what is the work that's being produced, right? Is the work the trick or is the work, the video part 
or like, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't seem to, to translate quite so well. And if you're not like, like if you're skating by yourself or with your friends, like you're not capturing that to present it to a larger audience. Like, are you creating a work to be appreciated by others or are you just doing something to do it? Right. Like, so I don't know, like there, there are, I see connections and, and sort of inconsistencies, I guess. But I think I, yeah, I get what you're, what you're saying in terms of being, it being self-serving and not the intention, not for others, but I guess you could find, you know, a piece of art that was never intended for anyone to see hundreds of years later after an artist died, right. To Jin's point, like, and then it's worth so much money. And so, so is that then art? I mean, that person drew it in their basement and never intended for, so is, was that not the same as someone having a solo session, not intended right, for, right. you know, people to, to videograph or photograph them, but when it's done, other people do appreciate it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, yeah. it, it is, it's fascinating. The other thing that stood out from what you were just saying, John, was what if skateboarding is on its way to becoming a sport? So maybe in 50 years when it has been an established Olympic sport, you know, for so long already that, you know, it's like the epitome of, you know, incremental improvement. Like it's gotten to a point where it's not only mainstream and accepted, but it's like, yes, this is, this is what it's achieved. Like did, I don't know the history of baseball um, that well, but maybe it started off as just, and baseball is an interesting one yeah. too, because I mean, it, it's so data driven, right? Like, I mean, talk right, about right. fantasy sport, but, <laughs> or, or, I mean, but pick any one of the other you know, sports, maybe it's, you know, people hanging out and do they mean for it to be this multi, you know, million or billion dollar right, right. enterprise that, that, but I guess yeah, that just speaks to the culmination, right? Like the where it's like pres- presumably, like it, it would have started as a kids' game, right? Where mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. people get together and, and play a game, and 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 then somebody saw a market opportunity and exploited it until it became mm-hmm. what it is today, right? But mm-hmm. I think I don't know, like to me, like something that kind of sets the two apart, and like I don't know, like maybe you could argue that it's just the current stage of development or whatever, but like when I think about a sport, there's like, there are constraints, right? Like they're like, this is the field that you play on and these are the rules of the game. And then I think the, the progression comes from like becoming better and better at, at like executing those rules or whatever, or executing those actions. Um, But skateboarding isn't like that, right? Like skateboarding takes place kind of wherever you want it to. And unless you're in a contest or something, there really aren't rules about what you can or can't do. So I don't know, like the, the progress comes more from some kind of creative impulse than mm-hmm. from like operating in the rules to, you know, or, or like studying your swing path to hit the ball better or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. there, there aren't those same constraints placed on it. So it's not, it's not a group of people progressing in like becoming better and better at realizing the end goal of this one particular thing, but just a group of people who are like taking this toy and pushing it in all these other directions. Right. Another interesting thing that I'm just thinking about right now aloud is the parallel. I mean, okay. So there's the evolution of sport, right. And you mentioned John, how art galleries or who, who's ever, you know, the institution or like who's ever in, in charge essentially is calling the shots of what, is acceptable or what's cool or what's not cool, right? Or what's right, right. what's you know valuable. There's a very 
it parallels skateboarding almost identically in the sense that like sponsors, right? And what's coming to mind for me is classical music. So Beethoven, for example, like all these famous classical composers, right? So uh, Mozart, Beethoven, you know, who paid the bills? Right, right. Princes and Beethoven, I believe it was what, Archduke Rudolf, right? That paid for a lot of the first. And so they're the ones that are like, is that not different than a skate company or mm. Quicksilver, you know, paying the bills for it? And yes, they're intimately involved with the industry or whatever. Now, having said that, if, if it's starting off like that, isn't the MLB or the NBA just a culmination of so now the people that are doing that they have unions and they have really big right. contracts and stuff so so they're, they're getting paid a lot of money but it's almost at the epitome of what capitalism has now allowed it to achieve after it has evolved right so yeah really fascinating i think i think because and that's kind of the reason why tony hawk and and uh even i would argue maybe some of the street league we should actually interview them, but a lot of them do like competitions, but do, do a lot of them do competitions really because they thirst for competition or is it for the purse, the reward yeah. value? Like, you know, it's to pay the bills, right? I mean, right. for a lot of skaters. Well, yeah. And, and that, that even becomes like an even more layered conversation when you're talking about like men's skateboarding versus women's skateboarding too. Right. Because mm -hmm. oh, like historically between, between what they're. Yeah. Yeah. For. Yeah. Well, and, and the level of support that, that, like male skaters have gotten from their sponsors for street skating mm -hmm. versus the level of support that female skaters have gotten. Right. So, mm -hmm. so contests for female skaters really have been like about yeah. paying the bills. Whereas someone like Nigel Houston, you know, I'm pretty sure he'll be all right if he doesn't skate another contest, but mm -hmm. for sure. Well, same thing goes with like, you know, Olympic hockey players, right. Male hockey yeah, yeah. players versus female, like, yeah. you know, these female Olympians on the, on the Canadian hockey team, you know, they've got to work nine to five jobs. And yeah. Their, yeah. I mean, I actually, I, I worked with like uh, one of the one of the women that I taught with um, was a, a gold medal winner from one of the, the Canadian teams. And yeah, awesome. like same, same thing, like like she did that kind of like more or less on her own. Right. Like yeah. that's mm -hmm. like she's like that. She wasn't getting uh, I don't I don't know the details, but she wasn't getting paid any significant amount of money to do yeah. that. That's for sure. Right. Again, like she's, we're not trying to but, belittle the male yeah. hockey players in the NHL or what they're, I mean, it's, it's hard work and it's grueling, but I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. women are not, yeah. they don't have the same opportunity there and right. the right. income disparity is real. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. 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 Just a few thoughts. Well, first of all, feedback, Ted is going to probably school us on the whole art aspect. <laughs> <laughs> Put that aside. I'm, I'm sure he's an avid listener. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I guess one thing that I was just thinking about was it's going to be like some what, neutral, easy way out kind of answer. But I think the problem is it's just so fluid, right? Skateboarding. There's no way you can categorize it or like hold it in your hands because it's just going to fall out you know, in terms of yeah. it, it definitely is a sport. It definitely is an art. Uh, I, I think it's more like the act or play with the toy kind of aspect. It's a byproduct. Byproducts are art and sport in that aspect right um so it depends how you like go into it because the second if you are a skateboarder and you do get paid and you are what like an athlete doing the sport or being an artist from that perspective when you're talking about like sponsors and so on mm -hmm. so like it has like different facets from that perspective too right like right it's just yeah. i just listening to everything i was thinking like oh there's some skaters that you think like oh yeah 
he's an artist but then the yeah, others yeah. you're like oh he's an athlete <laughs> he's a, yeah that guy's a jock skater yeah <laughs> totally yeah totally 100%. So like, yeah it's like I, I think we talked about it earlier on too in the sense that it's so broad and available to any type of person and nobody owns it too right so right nobody owns skateboarding segment yeah artist or athlete (laughs) (laughs) we just just pick up random skaters and yeah Yeah, well i mean okay so the easy one like naija athlete right i think we all yeah yeah. naija athlete uh mark suchu artist yeah i'd go for that yeah yeah dennis buznitz artist yeah Yeah, i don't know this is is gonna get harder yeah yeah. do, do, do you know what i was thinking of though um just some lame idea or thoughts that I had before when, with all the talk about Olympics coming in. I was thinking, yeah, fine. Have skateboarding in the Olympics, but don't make it like a street league was my initial right. thought. I was like, mm-hmm. just make it a real sport in the sense that who can push the fastest, you know, 100 meters. <laughs> it's like, it's, that, that was amazing. Like I was thinking like, that would be so lame, but it'd be yeah. so cool at the same time. That like, would actually be sick. It's, you have you guys seen the dime challenges? That's kind of what oh, yeah, they yeah. do, right? That's right. It's yeah. Hilarious because they, A, they don't take themselves seriously, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's, it's that's, so yeah. fun. Like yeah. what they, oh, there's man. like the, you're in, a, you're in a sumo ring, right? And you're trying to see who can push who off the skateboard first. And yeah. um, they've got like the, I think the yeah, fastest or longest ollie or they like crazy, just very. That so would be so rad. You should yeah, really, check, I don't know, John, if you haven't like, seen it, you should, you should check out the, oh, man. the time. Yeah. And skateboarding I, 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 long jump and like yeah, skateboarding exactly. high jump. And yeah. Like, yeah. It's sick. awesome. I was thinking I, if it's I Olympics, feel... just make it the Olympics in that sense of like, sort yeah. of like a parody against it, you know? And then yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And skateboarding wins. Yeah. <laughs> I feel, yeah. I feel like this is a huge missed opportunity. On, right <laughs> on behalf of the olympic committee i, I yeah. probably had the dime challenge and like subconsciously but it's it's been just a thought you, get, get these skateboarders in spandex and so on you know yeah yeah like, go do you, all do you in guys... <laughs> Dude, I, I think yeah what better i think there was an article when it first when they were doing it and i forget what magazine or whatever it was it was talking about it's like what better way to spend vans's money i think vans was the, was the head sponsor or whatever right by by getting yeah kind of like that like getting skateboarders and and, and to do nice. like the craziest things and and it's super yeah. entertaining and and it's lighthearted, but it's also yeah. meaningful because you have those values and the numbers right the stats right right exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. <laughs> yeah do you guys okay did you guys do track and field in like high school and stuff i did yeah did, in elementary okay. school i did yeah not not in high do you, school do you remember um triple jump yeah so okay i don't i don't remember exactly how you did it but it was like you had to run and then you did like kind of like one kind of hop and then another and then you like yeah. did the long jump right yeah can you imagine how sick it would be if like they had to just push down the lane and then it was like <laughs> they, they had to like no comply then 180 then ollie or something like that and yeah. just like see all these people just eat shit trying to do it as like as far as they can that would be so good man sure so i just pulled up the dime glory challenge 2018 it was sponsored by dc and it had a million dollar cash prize right held on the 15th of september in 2018 there was the wall ride challenge longest ride wins there's a speed challenge fastest ledge trick wins gladiator challenge step off your board you're disqualified fall from the disc you will never skate again last skater skating wins <laughs> and they had this disc elevated above right and and you were on a skateboard trying to you know and then yeah. the challenge perform your highest tail drop so yeah. and, the, and the you know volcano challenge hottest trick wins and i think it was a, <laughs> a ledge yeah. <laughs> ledge on a 
on a bank on the top of a bank oh yeah all right, yeah. All right. besides and the volcano challenge man. i think everything else in terms of quantifying falls in line. it's straightforward right mm-hmm. like yeah. highest longest whatever yeah, yeah from yeah, that yeah. perspective i i don't i agree and i don't even care but like rating <laughs> rating a single kickflip right right seven nine like it's that's really close <laughs> to figure skating then right um but yeah um, that i don't i don't understand at all <laughs> yeah they, they yeah, did also is... have the world championship game of skate with wade and i shot but that was also <laughs> the the highlight from the 2018 oh that's what they made it like a boxing match right yeah right right yeah yeah even even something like that like it at least it makes a little more sense like if you're gonna make it competitive like that's a a competition right like you're it doesn't matter which tricks they do it doesn't matter whether they do them like higher or lower or whatever it's just can you do it or like did you do it yes or no like move on yeah but yeah we found our solution we should basically (laughs) tell the ioc they've got it all wrong since yeah, the Olympics are postponed, right? Anyways, right. just get Dime to do their thing. Get Dime, long yeah. Live, yeah, long no, live no, the Dime. They need, to pay, they need to pay us to, <laughs> to do what Dime did. That's, yeah, yeah, we can be a, we what, need to be consultants. Olympic consultants. Yeah. Okay. We'll just nice. reference Dime then, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, but, those are all our ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Dime for sure for getting that. I, I wanted to go that year. I didn't, I didn't have a chance to, to go, but they've been... Aside from, you know, indie Canadian skate brand, I think they're pretty popular now for sure. It's kind yeah, of like yeah. Supreme-esque, I guess, but Canada, you know, Montreal style, but yeah, they've definitely been doing it right. So yeah. 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 Because it's connected to the fun factor. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, no. Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. Well, and you look at those two, like just taking those two as an example, like Diamond Supreme, right? Like Supreme, I, I don't maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just geographics or whatever but i like supreme seems a little more like like big on themselves and and not not to say that the skaters are like the the skaters are rad and everything like that but just like as a brand like it seems to be a little more like i don't know i maybe it's just my perspective but i think we need to go back to what you were saying earlier john maybe give dime five to ten years and see where they're at then like the evolution of brands or whatever maybe that's maybe that's how it fits in a bit more but no i hear what you're saying for sure in terms of how it's positioned and everything but that might be a new york thing too it's probably yeah yeah like the movement or progression i don't want to say progression but the movement from sub to pop right right yeah yeah maybe maybe that might be it because i don't know the value of it really dies off, right? I mean, right. I think I mentioned before too. I don't know if I would start skateboarding now. Yeah, with where skateboarding's I, at. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. It is. It's. It's everywhere. But when I look at skateboarding as it was when we started versus as it is now, it's. It's a lot more appealing to me now. Even. Even as a mainstream oh. thing, like just like the, it just seems looser to me. Yeah. Than than it was back then, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'd feel different about that as a teenager, though. So I don't know. I mean, the whole Instagram clips and videos and filming at parks. like Yeah, yeah. This is a trick I did today. That would drive me crazy. That's, well, that's yeah, like maybe a I'm just... competition right there for me. Right, um, yeah. 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 I was going to say, maybe I'm just out of touch because I don't see that much of that stuff. I see like the, the, the videos that come up on YouTube and it's like, it, it looks like a bunch of people having a really good time you know yeah yeah and i like i prefer that to like a bunch of people nearly dying on a handrail yeah for sure
should move into our last sort of question, which isn't really a question at all. It's just um, like thinking about the two things that we've talked about. Like, do, do either of those definitions work for you guys? Or is there something else that we're missing or that's missing from the conversation that will help us explain what skateboarding is? So I don't have any definitions for this one, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no definitions for this one. In both cases, like in the sport argument and the art argument, the one thing that seems to like kind of fall short for me is that they're both about like the product, yeah. right? Like skateboarding, you're either like you're winning the competition by doing, or sorry, sport, you're winning the competition by doing the best thing and art, you're, you're like making something to be admired or appreciated. And to me, skateboarding is more like in and of the moment, right? It's about the act of doing it more than the end result that you walk away with. Yeah. Like I, I know I've kind of, I've, I've talked about this before, but like think because of that, I, I really, I do see skateboarding more as a way of being or a way of, of like navigating the world. And, um, mm. you know, like all, all the same things that I, that I said before, but like you're, you're operating outside of like the typical norms of society and like the typical relationship between like citizen and property and like all these other things, but you're still bound by them too. Like you're still, you know, we still get chased out of spots by security guards. Yeah. We still have to like interact in a functional way with the people around us. You know, like we have, we have these boundaries that we're working within, but we're playing with them a little more than, than your typical citizen, I guess you could say. And it kind of, it, it just kind of repositions us in the world and, and our relationship with our surroundings. So I, I don't know if that's really a definition, but like to me, mm. the, the, the closest thing that I can think of in terms of like getting a handle on, on what skateboarding is to me is that it's just a different way of being. It's, you know, it, it, it kind of removes us a little bit from the artifice of society and, and like kind of allows us to, to look at things a little bit differently and to, to interact with our, world a little bit differently mm -hmm. but. one one word maybe because i have a limited vocabulary um <laughs> that does come up at times in interviews and so on i think but lifestyle yeah, yeah. yeah. i think just discussing everything and then that's one word that maybe sort of comes up because even if when you're not skating as you do mention you know you have those like different relationships and so on but at the same time you see a ledge or something that looks fun to skate and you're like, Oh, wow. I want to go and skate that later or something. Right. Or you just yeah. stop walking and you go and check it out. Or I don't know. Um, the yeah. number of times my, even my wife now, she, she thinks like, Oh, <laughs> wouldn't that spot look fun for you? You know? So it's like <laughs> very, part of my yes. life in the sense of yeah. every day, it's on my mind at some point, just, yeah. yeah part of life, as you mentioned being right. So maybe it is just a, a lifestyle and we have a bunch of byproducts that come out of it. Um, right. On who you are, whatever. Does that make any sense? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree completely. And like, I think um, even like, like you mentioned, like looking at spots and, and seeing spots and things like that. And it's that it even, it changes the way you relate, like not just to the physical environment, but to the like, uh, politics isn't the right word, but like the, the I guess the politics of, of the environment, like who owns what and who's allowed yeah. where and stuff like that. Like that kind of goes out the window, right? Like it doesn't matter that that ledge belongs to this business or, you know, or that bank is part of this like mm -hmm. school or, or whatever. It's like, that's a spot and I'm a skateboarder and I'm going to interact with that spot. Like I'm going to go there and do my thing because that's how this works. Right. Like it doesn't even 
that whole issue of like ownership and everything is kind of out the window. Right. Mm-hmm. But so I, yeah, I, I agree completely with that, that um, yeah, it is a lifestyle. Like it filters into everything that you do. I tried to uh, come up with something that tries, you know, that captures what it means stemming from everything that we talked about and in haiku five, seven, five fashion, I'm going to attempt to give my definition. So here it goes. Sun after the rain, the love that always consumes. Skateboarding is fun. Nice. There you go, gentlemen. I like it. There you go. That's art right there. That's (laughs) art, yeah. (laughs) I think it's very fitting because of what we've been talking about that should we, do we need to say it? Skateboarding is whatever you want it to be. Decide for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) But if you disagree with us, you might be wrong. Right. (laughs) Most most certainly. Most certainly. You will be deemed an offender and a criminal. But remember, skateboarding is not a crime. (laughs) Yeah. We might, we might have to make skate haiku a new uh, feature on the show. (laughs) Well, I guess the biggest theme that comes out of that is, is the fun, right? It's always fun. If you take the fun out of it, then what is it? Yeah. Well, why is it worth doing? Right. Yeah. And by the way, the definition of lifestyle is the way in which a person lives. There you go. I think we're, we're safe, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think that's the closest that we've gotten so far. Um, and it's, it's, it's interesting to me because I used to kind of scoff at that, you know, like when, yeah. you, when you hear people saying like, it's a, me too. It's a way of life. Right? Me like, too. It's like, yeah. No, it's just like this thing we do. And like, you're just trying to glorify it or whatever. But then, I don't know, the longer, like, for me anyway, that like the longer I did it and then even the more time I spent away from it, the, the more I realized how important it was to my life and to my worldview and like all these other things. Right. So I, we're yeah. old dudes now. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we, we're like, oh, that's not, it's like, wait a minute. Those people that said that were wise beyond their years. Now yeah, that you yeah. reflect and, you know, looking yeah. back, it's like, yeah, it's kind of makes sense. Yeah. So I, I retroactively apologize to all those people I discussed. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Similarly for me too. I just think just having fun, it's not lifestyle. But yeah. But yeah, yeah. in the end, that's what it but, is. Huh? Or yeah. from, for now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, and, and like you think about like that, like when you try and find like purpose or meaning or whatever to anything that you do in life, like if it's not bringing you some level of joy you know like what what is it really bringing you right and so i don't know from from that point like these things that we um often dismiss as being like trivial really are some of the most important things that we've got going for us right five syllables that's all you need skateboarding (laughs) is fun there you go we're on like the the positive right now um why don't we move into the weekly still what do you guys got i can go first mine's pretty quick fat records released on the 12th of february rarities volume two no use for a name tony sly who one of my favorite 
songwriters, composers, artists, obviously, no use for name, one of my favorite bands. Um, they have these rare tracks that, yeah, was recently released and been listening nice. to that. And uh, yeah, brings, <laughs> I can listen to no use, uh, you know, all day. Rest in peace, Tony Sly. Great artist, great musician, great songwriter. And uh, those songs are awesome. It's really nice to, to hear versions of those songs that I've never heard before. Right, right. And yeah, get me, not that I ever lost touch with punk rock, but made me realize why I like it so much. So I'm just going right. to listen to more No Use <laughs> <laughs> and more Tony Sly. So nice. yeah, that's my weekly stoke. Are they are like, um, like demos and stuff? Or like alternate recordings, or yeah, I think I think the original recordings. So I, I okay. believe some were demos. I didn't really look into it that much in terms of the where they actually came. Yeah, from. yeah. I just I I always find that fascinating too to hear like kind of where a song begins versus where it mm. winds up on the on the release, right? But yeah, because what's in my head when I hear the songs and the I mean the words are largely the same. It's the arrangement. I mean, well, right. like the guitars and. And the melody, which is, and the chords are a little bit different. And the bass line's a little bit different. But to hear it, I guess, initially how it was recorded and to see how it ended up right. is, uh, yeah, really cool. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Like mine is also kind of a simple one. My weekly stoke is uh, actually just skate photos, um, like still photos. And especially in print, uh, I've just, like, I, I don't know if I talked about this before, but I've, I've become fascinated with, like, skateboard magazines and stuff again and uh yeah just like out of that experience of like holding a photo in your hands and really like examining it closely and looking at like the you know the composition of the photo but also just the the trick and the skater and the style and like all those things and just yeah just being able to sit there with it right rather than like flipping through your phone or or even like instead of watching a, a video of it like even just seeing like that that slice of time just frozen it's um and, and captured in a in a particular way that's more not not necessarily more but sometimes more about like the artistic elements of the photo than necessarily than documenting the trick right and and how like those how uh yeah just how those still photos can really capture so many things at once like capture the the action of the trick but also like the the vibe of the of the session or like whatever like just i don't know i yeah i'm really digging the still photos right now any particular photographer that um not really like to be honest like it's just been a little bit of everything um i uh i like i know i've talked to you guys about this like there's like availability of print media is not great where i live um mm -hmm. so like my main skate mag diet right now is uh thrasher with a, a little bit of skate which is sarah mural <laughs> i don't know how to actually say her name um she rides for nike i think but also like has some photos published in the skate witches zines that are really nice and just like uh, the skate witches zines actually i'm gonna lump those in to my stoke because um like the photography is really good and and they're cool because they're just like black and white zines right so it seeing them in black and white too is kind of a neat experience and yeah i'm really digging those is that the one that they talk about in vent city in the first episodes yeah yeah so okay. um yeah. yeah one of the one of the vent city hosts um kristen uh, blinks yeah. is uh, i think one of the two people who do skate which is who do the zines so yeah, yeah, and so on. And you can actually get that in 
a store or uh, i just mail order them like, oh, I, okay. like i order them from the site sorry i'm trying to look up the the photographer to make sure that i get it right i just remember yeah. the content that they talked about being amazing <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> interviewing male skateboard um, yeah 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 the question the boys on board yeah. yeah yeah their yeah. take on it and how ironic or how yeah that was, yeah that was yeah. Or, or they just use the same questions that you know women skateboarders were interviewed with on male skateboarders and being like, right right <laughs> it, it just yeah. becomes even more ridiculous but yeah 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 it's there it's it's pretty good it's um that was actually like those were the first ones where I think I got those before I got the thrasher maybe yeah. um, before I got back into thrashers, but, or into thrash because I wasn't into them really before, but um, yeah, they were the ones that I ordered and like the, there's a lot that's really awesome about those scenes. But one of the cool things too, is that it's not um, like, it's an independent scene, right? So the, the skaters that they feature are not necessarily the skaters that you always see in the mags the, and, and the tricks that they feature even like there's a lot more that feels just like it's really good skate photography of yeah. tricks that might not get shown in a, in a mainstream mag or whatever. So you get like a more diverse range of skaters, you get a more diverse range of tricks. Um, but the, but all of the content is really like top notch. Like it's, it's good. I wish I was closer. <laughs> <laughs> Have you checked out corn zine? Is that Calmer? Is that, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's that the last too. thing that, I mean, I usually am relatively stoked on skate photography, but in terms of a collection of, I think it's because there's the Toronto local aspect. But right, right. There's one photo in there on the topic of like legends, like Canadian legends, like Daryl Smith, rest in peace, right? 360 flip. I think it's on a, on that stone bank hip thing. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. But all the photos in there are really, really cool. So Jen, you should check it out. Too. I'll, I'll find the link for it. But it's on cool. uh, on Jeff's Instagram, I think. Uh, but it's called Quarantine, and it spans from I think early two thousands up until a few years ago, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. There's some really nice photos in there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm inspired to get some magazines over here, local magazines. <laughs> Let's see. My Stoke, maybe a quick one and a, another one that I wanted to mention. So Magenta came out with another video, which is just. I thought it was pretty cool because, you know, the two founders, they're still skateboarding and still putting in clips and so on after what, maybe 10 plus years of having the company. Right. So yeah, kudos to them. Amazing stuff. But my other main thing that I want to talk about was uh, the Connor Kemmerer. I can't say his name. In <laughs> uh, Vague, what, is this a magazine? Vague Mag? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He has an interview in there. It's pretty cool. I really enjoyed his part in Spirit Quest, so... Just from that perspective, being able to read into that further between himself and Colin Reed, just having a discussion around it. And his spirit quest clip being, I guess, the most reproduced meme as well, or sorry, second most reproduced skateboard meme. That was oh, really? pretty funny to read about. <laughs> the first one being, I forget the guy, the coffee one, where the guy makes... I don't know he trips and then all the coffee that he's holding, you know, he spills all the coffee and then he basically <laughs> focuses his board. No, no, I'm out of the loop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was a fun interview nice. about someone that you don't get to see too often, or maybe I don't get to see too often. I, I have to say though, doing these podcasts probably hypes me up the most to go and skate. Cause usually every time I do one of these, I need to go and skate. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. 
<laughs> I've been dying. Like I, I, it's, it got like way snowier here than it has Polar all winter. vortex, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been insane. And there's been so much snow. It's cold. And like, I don't know. I'm just, I've, I've got the itch. I want to, I, I miss street skating so bad. I, I want to get out there, but. Oh yeah. Yeah. I miss street skating too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I think we did it. I think, I think we got it in. This has been another episode of the list podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for get, getting through all of this with us. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate yeah. every single listener and our families for allowing us to do this. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, true. Uh, <laughs> true. It's a good chunk of time, but it's time well spent. Yeah. It's always great to talk to, to you guys. We need to remember, though, that, you know, key takeaway, skateboarding is a sport. We need to perfect our fitness levels and sport skills. Uh, we're all right. Olympic bound. We need to do the biggest <laughs> kickflip. We are in the process of developing the uh, the list skate training program. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. to, to maximize your uh, skate fitness. That'll go oh, hand in hand with right. our trick tips, uh, I think. Right? right? How to do yeah. tricks we can't do <laughs> and have never done. <laughs> How to get to the Olympics. How to win Olympic gold. (laughs) Life is skate talk, skate hack. Peace out. Peace out. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Laters. Skaters. (laughs)